I think for economy of scale, yeah, four to five is absolutely perfect if you're starting out. But in terms of big and small developments, I would do finding all day long. The problem with getting one is that everybody's looking for one. So if everybody wants it, what happens to the price? Goes up, doesn't it? Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. And this week we are going to be talking about the difference between a small development and a big development. So... Um, Is it a small development and a big development or a small developer and a big developer? That's me and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, the difference is about a foot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Not sitting down. No, all good. Um, no, we'll go developments because we could go on too long for talking about that. Anyway, developments. Small developments, big developments, the difference between them. And I'm going to throw it back to you. What's the difference? One's bigger, one's smaller. <laughs> What do you want from me? Quality content. You just said, right before this podcast recording, Andy said, I fluff it up (laughs) and he gives the gold. Now that was not gold. (laughs) Well, I mean like, right. So the difference, there's there's lots of different like concepts are different if you like. You've got the official like um, planning terminology. We'll go through that and what they call a small development, what they call a larger development and a strategic plan. And then you've got like our reality of it. So Obviously, they're physically bigger and smaller. We'll give you the, you know, our perception of what levels you should be going into when you're getting into developments and the pros and cons of that. And, um, you know, scales of economy, we'll look at it from those kind of angles. Um, you know, new developers, what should they, what, what sort of gives them that little bit of scale of economy and gets them away from like the self-build plots where there's a lot of people looking for sort of plots for one. Uh, where they should enter at and then the top level they should be looking at if they've not got so much experience. So we'll look at it from all of those angles. So let's start with the planning angle. So uh, in planning terms, when you submit a site to the council for uh, planning permission, a small development is called a minor development, and that is anything up to 10 units. Um, Anything over 10 units is then called a major development. So rather than big and small, it will be minor and major. So major development is anything above 10 units. So our Victoria Street site, for example, is 11 units. That would have been considered as a major uh, development or major um yeah major development um anything above two oh so, sorry yeah 200 plus is a strategic development and that's more for your taylor wimpies your bovis homes your yeah david wilson so your big developers um and the council see them more as strategic because they're going to be sort of um building on outside the boundaries um so yeah, as it says in the title, it's strategic. So we're looking more at the minor and major developments. Um, and what we teach generally is to look at minor developments to start with. Now, not everyone, because some people come in uh, to our education with a bit of experience and they're happy to take on a bit more. But we talk more about up to 10 units um, for a few reasons, for planning reasons in terms of Section 106, affordable housing uh, and all that. That kind of comes into effect after 10 units as well. Uh, not always, but generally. Um yeah there's more economy of scale we talk about up to 10 units as well don't we yeah um you know you've got to be realistic that if it's one of your if if you're a new developer or you're going from you know single buy select hmos or small commercial conversions and going into developments that you've got to sort of scale your way up a little bit if you go in and get a site for 30 houses you know it's the first one is your hard always your hardest we always say that don't we so um you know, but it's going to be your hardest because of credibility, track record, all of those kind of things. The development lenders going to be nervous because you've not done that before, and you're going to be learning your lessons 
on a big site, so a lot can go wrong. And a so, lot of lenders won't even lend to you if you haven't got the experience of doing that big site. Well, you, you'd either have to bring experience yeah. in, which is going to cost you profit anyway. So arguably, if you've got, you know, people get greedy eyes, don't they? So they're like, well, I can manage 30 houses and I'll get someone in to build it. And that's fine. But the more slices of the pie there are, you know, you may as well have just started on small one anyway. Yeah. So it's better to sort of work your way up the ladders. Look at it like a set of stairs. If you stood at the bottom of a set of stairs and 30 houses was the top step and, you know, you tried to jump from zero up to the top step, you know, realistically, you're going to stub your foot on step four or five, aren't you? You're not, it's very difficult to jump. You can't do that. You've got to work your way up. You've got to earn your honour. You've got to build your experience up. So it doesn't mean you have to go through every step. You can probably jump a couple of steps as long as you've got the right people around you the right um, you know, team members and experience and all that kind of thing, um, professionals. But you can't, you know, so you don't have to go one step at a time, but to go to the top. So, you know, to jump in two or three steps might look like St. James, not St. James, sorry, the, um, the one we just finished finding. finding. So the four houses. So that was perfect, really. That would be perfect for a new developer to start from yep. our world, wouldn't it? Yep. So, yeah, like I said earlier, if, you've got, if you're looking for one, a lot of people come come to our train and say oh, I just want to start with one because you know the opposite of starting on 30 I want to start on one because I make my mistakes small and it, you know I'll learn the trade and then go up and, and I get that that's exactly what we're just talking about the problem with getting one is that everybody's looking for one so you know your self builders they obviously want to look for one plot you've got your small builders who can visualize building um you know going from extensions to that they can visualize that they're perhaps affordable for them you know because they, they perhaps don't know how to leverage funding and all those kind of things so they can you know they might have their own funds they can use on something like that so if everybody wants it what happens to the price <whistles> goes up doesn't it yeah. so you know it makes it very expensive so if you get out of that realm and you're looking at something like four or five it makes it affordable but you're still within the realms of um, possibility of delivering it um, the other thing to consider as well is the abnormal cost for that one site. Um, you know, we talked about this stuff on on the podcast before, but it's good to reiterate it here again. But you know, if there's um, expensive services to get into it, or, you know, a big roadway or something like that, contamination, there's only one house that pays for that. Whereas if you've got four or five, you know, the cost of that same bill gets split between you know the the GDV of all the houses, doesn't it? So it makes it more affordable. So. You know, there's definitely a balance, and you know, so we're saying then small is probably four to five, um, and it's a good place for people to start, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's easy to get in out, shake, shake all about. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, like you want to in the market we're in at the moment as well. Um, you want to kind of get your site done as soon as possible. You don't want to be on a site for two years, three years. You just don't know what's going to happen in the market now. Where we're probably at now is the market will probably increase. So. GDVs may increase slightly. I know the Bank of England base rate didn't go up as much as it was expected to last week, um, which is showing good signs in the market. Um, we'll probably cover that on a, a future podcast anyway. But um, I think for economy of scale, yeah, four to five is absolutely perfect if you're starting out. Um, you mentioned there about the one unit as well. If you're actually more likely to win a site for four or five houses than you are one house because of that whole self-build, because people that are self-building they're not doing it to get money back out and get all the money out as a as a business uh, decision. If it's a self-build, they're going to be leaving their money in. And as you say, they can pay more for it because it's an emotional purchase rather than um, like a 
a business purchase. Well, their, their profit in it, if you like, as such, is the growth in equity, is isn't equity, it? Yeah. So, you know, they might buy a plot for, I don't know, 300,000, spend 400,000, build a nice house on it. You know, so that they're in for seven hundred thousand, yeah. and then they'll live in it for five to ten years, and it'll be worth a million, won't it? Yeah. So their three hundred thousand is built over time, whereas as a yeah. developer, we still want that kind of profit margin, but we need it in the development. We gotta, we gotta be able to retain that and get that out on the day we sell it or or refinance it. So it's different motivation, isn't it? Like you say, yeah, definitely. So you've got to, I think, to the easy wins is try and find a little bit more, just push that comfort zone out because people probably think, well, oh, I don't want to do four houses. I'd rather do the one. But actually, you're more likely to get four houses. So if you want a deal, go for the four or five. Um, and it's not, not not saying it's guaranteed you can get a site. You've still got to go through the process that we teach. But um, like I say, you have less competition at the four and five house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. So um, what other ways did we say we'll talk about it? So we've done the... Economy of scale in terms yeah. of people on sites, I suppose, as well. Like the, the trades people, it's, it's easier for them to stay on a site of four or five houses than it is one as well, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, from the, the trade background myself, so you get a bit more control. So if you think that um, you know, you're building one house and you've got all the normal trades still have to go through that, your electricians, your plasterers, your plumbers, all those kind of guys... Um, if you're only building one house, they can only do so much work at each one phase and then they have to release it to the next trade to come in and do their bit. So an electrician might go and first fix once the carpenters are putting the stud work up. The carpenter can't be there necessarily doing the stud work whilst the electricians are in. Um, the electricians do their bit. Then they've got to go off site to let the plasterers come in and you know board it, skim it. And then they come back in and then put all the second fix, the face plates on and things like that. So if you're only doing one house or an extension or a conversion or a HMO, a small build, you know, the, the trades are coming in and out quite a lot and you, you, you lose a bit of control of what they're doing. You know, so when people's schedules go over, it's not always because they've planned it poorly. They just can't retain the trades because they're giving them a small amount of work, aren't they? If you get four houses, for instance, you might be able to, they might be able to first fix plot one and then go on first fix plot two, first fix three. And then by the time they get to four, the plasterers have perhaps gone and done number one. So you can program it better. So as you ret retain the trades on site more, which gives you a lot more control. So yeah, again, it's another way of um, sort of efficiency, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And sort of the comparison of big and small developments then is, you mentioned finding earlier, that that's considered a small development in our eyes. And the big development... 24 flats in, in Wellingborough we just completed so there's a massive difference there. obviously 20 units is a difference but um, one was a new build one was a commercial conversion as well which a lot of people think that commercial conversions would be easier we've covered that on a podcast before um, but in terms of big and small developments like, I'll do find and site all day long um, rather than the big sites right. well from our, our, our experience now you know there's a little bit of difference in that in the way that Mill Road the uh, 24 flats was kind of done through covid wasn't it you know so yeah. there was a it was a bit of complications through all of that you know and if we were doing finding through covid i'm sure it would have had its own yeah. complications but we we came off of mill road um we were on site a lot longer there was a lot more stuff came up that we couldn't have done in the really known at the start because it was an old i mean a bit of this is difference between a commercial conversion and like you're saying yeah. a new build but there was a lot of complications we had to change the roof which we didn't expect to do all of in the first um plans um, there was a lot of structural work and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was a big job, a very big job. Now, my guys built it, Redbox, and they did a fantastic job of it. It's yeah. a quality building. You know, it, it really is. But it took its toll 
on you know the the, the finances of it because it went on for too long because it was through covid and all that kind of stuff yeah. you know sometimes that happens um and when we went on to find and then the contrast of that so we're literally just signed off finding it's been 12 months pretty much setting up the site getting planning on site building four houses and again they're fantastic houses you know but really few complications there's been a couple of things go through it there's always going to be in builds but you know we, we did the review yesterday in there uh, in our office in here and you know it was a we were congratulating the build team congratulating the qs team you know, everyone's done a great job and it's a great product at the end of it now you know the guys even on site saw that as a not a rest that's the wrong word but you know the pressure's off yeah. mill road was a complicated build which they had to be on it every day then they defaulted back to building four new houses and it was kind of like you know they were like oh this is nice you know yeah. you know it was it was defaulting back to what they know and it was so much easier and so it mitigated so many problems just by doing a new build for a start and of that kind of size and quality yeah um so yeah that's a big thing for people to consider i think i think um on sites anyway depends whether it's big or small the power team is the key to making that efficient like if you've got a small site but you've got a really bad power team or you're trying to do it yourself that's the one thing a lot of people try and do is if you're trying to manage everything yourself you're trying to get everything organized yourself it's going to feel like a, a hard site mm. if you times that by 10 on a big site it's going to be even harder so get the right team involved don't try and do everything for yourself and um, get the team involved and again covered on a podcast before about the power team needed in a development yeah yeah, yeah. definitely cool so look there's Small and big developments in our eyes is anything less than 10 is small. Anything above is 10 uh, is um, big. But in a planning term, it's called minor and major. So minor planning, major planning. Okay, so that is the difference between small and big developments. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you on the next one.